today we have a rare episode because you know we usually have the the fan q a come bringing in savvy and travi but today we're gonna sub out travi we finally got our boy out on the road he's in qatar yeah. he's battling out there in the uh one star that's happening before the four star which is happening in about two weeks i believe um and so it's me and savvy here and we're just gonna kind of give you guys a little update on what's been going on and uh there's been a lot of questions coming in we asked we i, I asked the on instagram if any fans had questions and a ton of the questions were about the cq that just happened and the olympics and all the weirdness that's happening so we'll get to that absolutely well thanks for having me as always we're stoked for travis he's killing it out there and so i'm sure it's what time probably the middle of the night right now for him so we gave him the episode off but i'm stoked to be here with try i've actually done an interview with him already um during covid and so it's been nice to get to know him before that and on the sandcast so we just want to update you guys on i mean kind of everyone in the, the olympic standings but mostly what's going on with try and the country quota and kind of what it's going to look like moving forward in the summer and these are questions that i don't even know the answers to so i was writing these and i was like oh my gosh like i, I had to look some stuff up so like i don't even really know what happened i'm going into season trying to focus on my own stuff and then i hear some stuff i'm like oh my gosh i need to update myself so i'm stoked i get to talk to you try yeah for sure it's, yeah. it's been confusing even for me yeah <laughs> a lot it's kind of an interesting time right now so just to start it off i just want you to kind of you know as much as you want to talk about kind of just update us on your current status with Trevor going to Tokyo, you know, how the points work, kind of break it down. Um, talk, maybe talk about the other teams as well. Yeah. Um, and then kind of talk about what happened at the country quota and what that means for you going forward. For sure. Okay. So, I mean, the current situation hasn't changed in a long time, right? Cause we haven't played. So the last time we played, was Doha 2020 and now we're two weeks away from Doha 2021 that's the last time we played internationally it was the first event of last year and the last event of last year wow we're in the same place we've been for a long time which is kind of a mental battle in itself um and Jake and Taylor have a slight lead. If you look at my Instagram, I posted um, the, actually I can look it up right now. I posted the points um, a little while back because someone posted and I was like, oh, I'm sure fans would love to know this. Here they are. For the, this is for the men's. Um, Gibb and Taylor Crab have 6,680 points. Trevor and I have 6,360 points. Thalhauser Lucena have 5,840 points. So we're all really close. Uh, and that's the Olympic standings. So your best 12 finishes starting in the beginning of 2019. So it was supposed to be two years, now it's three. We're all really close. Gibb and Crab have a, a bit of a lead over us. Thalhauser Lucena are a little bit behind, but they have a, an, a finish to add, right? So they haven't gotten their 12 finishes. So we're going to be dropping a finish in order to add a better finish to our 12. And they're going to add one more, which is going to be this Qatar event. So that that's the landscape. We're all really close. We knew that for a year and we came up um, 
we're coming up on this season and training and, and assuming we're all going to be in Qatar in the main draw. And then this is a mistake on, on my part. We, we didn't realize that when I broke my hand and we did poorly in uh, two five stars because of it, I broke my hand. We had to pull out at 17. We went to Rome just to, just to play and get 25th points. And I played left-handed uh, and we got a 25th. And before that in Stad, we actually got a 25th, which was just straight up our fault after world champs. We had a little bit of a world champs hangover. Um, but we're, we're high in the Olympic ranking. We're number 11 in the Olympic ranking. I believe we're top 15 in the world. So I never looked at entry points. I thought we were main draw the whole time. My whole team thought we were main draw the whole time. And it's honestly rare that every team goes to one event in the world. Usually there's always a few teams that don't go. So there was a slim chance that we weren't going to be in the main draw. Anyway, there's only one event scheduled right now and nobody wants to take the chance of missing it. So everybody signed up. Our entry points are crap because your entry points are your last, are your best four out of your last six events. And, are, and they're really bad. Even though we had gotten a bronze medal in Mexico, we just did bad in the five stars. So we got slid it into the uh, two seed in the qualifier. I believe we're still the one or two seed in the qualifier points wise. And when the U.S. has enough teams sign up, if you're in the qualifier, you have to play in the country quota. So now, like, two weeks out from the event, two and a half weeks, which is, again, my fault, um, we're training to play in Qatar in a few more, in three weeks uh, down the road. And we realize we have to play in a country quota all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. And then we also, so we're going to have to, we're the top seed in the country quota. There's four teams we have to play the four seed. So luckily you get to play the worst team, right? Not really the case because Kim Schalk doesn't have any points. The Olympian coming from Canada playing with Theo Brunner, who's also, I mean, I would say that they're probably the top team after um, us. They're probably the four team for the U.S. in terms of talent right now. So all of a sudden we find ourselves playing one match. Anyone can win it. We have everything to lose. Our opponents have everything to gain and nothing to lose. And they are not the four seed. They should be the two seed talent wise. Um, and we, you know, we took care of the first set and then um, we kind of, we just didn't have the energy and, and we, we hadn't competed. We, we, it was kind of unfamiliar. Um, keeping ourselves in that, in that mindset we needed to be in. Um, to finish the match and we ended up losing in three and all of a sudden we're not playing in the first event of the year the only event scheduled one that we've been literally talking about and thinking about for uh, I don't know this whole year uh, so that was very frustrating and basically the other teams are going to get a freebie they're going to get a free shot to gain points on us um, which is extremely frustrating and I was not a, actually haven't been a very pleasant person for a few days now, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's how it goes. And um, that's why we had to play in the country quota. There's a lot of people out there that are saying, why did USA volleyball make us play when we're the ones that are giving them the shot to go get, go to the Olympics and go get a medal and whatnot. Um, and that's not really for me to answer. I'm way too biased here. 
Um, but at the end of the day, we knew what the rules were. We knew, you know, if we had just paid attention, we could have probably prepared a little bit better. It's a country quota. Anyone can win one match. So it's just a dangerous place to put yourselves and we put ourselves there. I uh, take a lot of, a lot of that on myself for, for breaking my hand and, um, just another obstacle we got to get through, but that's what happened with the CQ. And, um, if you guys want to talk to USA why they didn't let us skip it, then you can do that. But that's not for me to, uh, use as an excuse. <laughs> and I'm sure there's, I mean, our, our, the volleyball community is so small, so I'm sure you're getting a lot of questions and there's a lot of chatter about what's going on, but I, I totally understand how when something sprung on you like that, it's, it is so hard to check in and win one match. We play games at practice all the time. And this actually happened last year. I don't know if I've told you this, but um, at our, for our team at UCLA, our coach told us we kind of had a lineup already set and he said, okay, however you finish this game day, inner squad game day is how we're going to start the season. And everyone's heads just like exploded. And, and we're all, you know, the people in the top five, they're already, they're already playing. So, you know, and every line matters the same, but to have your spot threatened like that for one match was, in, it was so frustrating and scary. And it's a whole nother like, layer of pressure that you put on yourself. So I can't even imagine having to go out and win one game to go to a tournament you already thought you were going to. So, I mean, I get it just being an athlete, but this is on a way larger scale than anything I've ever been a part of. So tell us a little bit more about what this means for you now moving forward. You're not going there, but Nick and Phil are, and what this means point wise and what you're going to do to move forward from this, you know, I'm sure you're still obviously in contention to go, but you know, what is, what is the standing with the other teams right now? Obviously it's USA. You want your other fellow USA people to do well, but you're not there to compete and add points to your own, your own points as a team. So what does this mean for you moving forward? Yeah. So what I've been told is that Phil and Nick have to get a top five finish. They have to pass top five, I guess, the quarterfinals to pass us in the Olympic ranking. So, which is still difficult, but I mean, it's, it is Phil Dahlhauser. He's, he tends to turn it on whenever he wants. Um, so like I said before, it's just, it's out of our control and it's a free, free shot that they get to take at us. But um, I mean, for us, I, I've been trying to figure that out for a few days now. I was kind of in shock for a day or two, just a, a lot, of, really just pissed off um, that we, I don't know. It's just like another setback. I've had a lot of setbacks so far and I'm, I'm getting pretty sick of them. But, you know, having sat with it for a few days, talked to my, my mentor, uh, my trainer, my coach, or all my coaches, um, the team we all sat down we're just going to use it as fuel to yeah. be honest there's it's all out of our control at this point we played we trained hard we put in the work um we didn't we're not happy with the way we played um but we realized a few adjustments we we need to be going 100 percent every practice to get ourselves up to that competition level whereas 
I think so many reps of just working on fundamentals kind of like lulled us into this like 85% like level where we're just consistently there or even 90 um, and playing in a real live match with pressure kind of like made us realize that we weren't moving at 100% weren't like really going 100% for those ball those uh, balls that are you know a few inches out of your reach or whatever it may be um, coming into hit every time um, so we're just using that th those lessons that we learned um, from the match to move forward and there's been a lot of um, at least for me you know a lot of reflection I had a, another chat with my coach yesterday about um, you know taking responsibility and um, holding you know Trevor accountable even Jose I'm not one of those guys that likes to I like to take it all upon myself I don't like to put anything on my teammates yeah. but it's important that I hold everyone accountable and right now we need to figure out you know a very detailed plan of how we want to move uh, forward and what our roles are specifically and this this big loss just kind of like brought that all to the forefront which is great uh, but now we need to figure out how to really execute on it and not let this um, hurt us yeah I was gonna say you just kind of mentioned it like sometimes when you I mean you haven't played in a year you know you were just in Hawaii and so in a weird way and I'm sure you know this it might this might be so important for you moving forward this might be what kind of kicks you into gear to get you going because there's so high chance you go so right. you'd rather have this happen now than obviously when you get there you want to be prepared right. so you know you kind of talked about it a little bit but what are some of the things that you and trevor need to work on as a, a partnership and you know say as much as you'd like but you know there's obviously a physical side that you guys can work on but i think a big part of this is the mental side especially when you're you said you were kind of in a lull you haven't played in forever you're working on just the basic fundamentals but you haven't been put in pressure so how are you guys going to try and you know simulate that moving forward with the chance to go when there's not really tournament scheduled what are you guys right. going to do moving forward you know to get that mental side going yeah uh i mean there's a lot of like excuses out there and there's a lot of good things that we can take and it, right now this first few days is a, is like about filtering through okay what can i use and what's just making me feel good for this few minutes because it's an excuse you know like i haven't been playing for a whole year I, we weren't training for that event we shouldn't have drawn the second best team we should have drawn kalinsky and evans who ended up getting smashed by buddinger and patterson uh, so right now it's kind of about recognizing, okay, what thoughts and what stuff that's coming from this are going to be productive moving forward. Um, for me, um, I specifically learned that it, it is a lot mental and we've been doing a lot of mental work as a team, but we're not familiar on the court with each other as much as we were. It's kind of like, because we haven't played in so long and, yeah. and you know the avp we did have the avps and we got to a really good place there but it did feel familiar and then after the match when i was watching it was like oh yeah we work well together when 
you're playing like this and when I'm playing like this and um, you know, the first set we, we beat them pretty, pretty easily. I, you know, we we played really good the first set. Um, and then I started, Trevor was kind of quiet and, and Trevor doesn't play his best when he's quiet, you know, and, and they were kind of coming at me serving wise. So they were serving at me and, and I was just putting the ball away, but then I, but then I started the second set. I was trying to figure out what to do. I was like, okay, what's the plan? How can we make adjustments? And, and I kind of took myself out of that serve receiver. I just, doesn't matter what our strategy yeah. is. If you set out, time, out well, yeah, you set out every time we're going to win. Yeah. Um, You'll earn points when they come, you know, right. yeah. exactly. So I yeah. needed to understand that that was my role in that moment was to side out. Yeah. And not to come up with a strategy, not to worry about defense, not to get aces every time. It was to side out. Um, and I kind of lost sight of that. And then on the other hand, you know, Trev needs to step up in that moment and take that off of my shoulders. Or, you know, ju we're just learning small stuff like that, which stuff we already knew, but we're just not familiar with because we haven't been in that situation yet. Yeah. Um, which has to do with, you know, our training and, and preparing for that. But um, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. I think like something I mentioned earlier is understanding our roles in terms of leadership. And we, we know that I'm going to have to lead at times. He's going to have to lead at times. But who who are we looking to in what moments and uh, who are we going to allow to lead us? Because if we both lead at the same time, it's not going to work. Someone's got to step back and understand that that it doesn't matter what we do. It matters that we do something together. You know, and right now, I mean, we're still kind of struggling with it. Uh, we're not really winning scrimmages. We're, we're doing well in drills. We, we know our fundamentals and everything's there right now, but we're not winning because I think we're not quite on the same page we're both playing really good volleyball separately but not together quite yet um and so it's i don't know this is kind of like a uh, a tough period where we need to hold each other accountable have those difficult conversations and um get comfortable being uncomfortable because th that's where you get the most growth um and we're definitely uncomfortable because of the loss but we need to we need to get through some of that um, discomfort as a team as well. How's it? Try here. Just want to take a quick commercial break to let you know about a new game called CrossNet. CrossNet is the world's first four-square volleyball game. So instead of there being two sides of the net, there's four sides to the net, and it X's in the middle. Uh, it's a really fun game, and I joined the CrossNet team late last year, and I've been having a lot of fun with it with my buddies out in Hawaii and also here in California. Uh, I've been playing with other pros as well, like Casey Patterson and the Crab Brothers, uh, but it's not just for pros. It's actually great for all skill levels. In fact, CrossNet is being played in over 10,000 schools to help teach the game of volleyball, so it really is for anybody, and I highly recommend it. CrossNet is now available in Walmart, Dick's, Shields, Academy Sports, and pretty much every other major retailer, so you shouldn't have a problem getting it. Or you can just head to CrossNetGame.com to pick up a net and make sure to use code SANDCAST for $25 off your order. All right, back to the action. You guys know the drill. 
Wilson Volleyball is our number one sponsor. We love them to death, and we would love it if you guys loaded up on some preseason Wilson Volleyballs because guess what? It's February, and we're thinking that there's going to be a season this year. So with that said, beaches are opening back up. It's time to get some more Wilson Volleyballs at 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, so you can get the best beach volleyballs in the game. I think I saw the German Beach Volleyball League using Wilson Volleyballs, so they're infiltrating Europe. All right, the whole world is starting to realize that no one makes a better ball than Wilson. So get a 20% discount using SANDCAST-20 and load up on some new Wilson Volleyballs today. And now, back to the show. Yeah, I mean, it's you don't really realize. I've, there's been a lot of times where you know, you, you have a partner and everything just clicks and then you play a tournament and it doesn't, and you know, you're done. Like, but when you're in a position where you kind of have to make it work and you want it to work because it, it usually does, it's, it puts a little bit more stress on you. And you brought up a good point by saying, you know, you're both playing well individually, but you're not connecting as a team. And I feel like that's something that people don't really realize, you know, if they're not, you know, they don't play beach, it's, your connection with your partner is so important. And if you're not connected, it makes it so hard to win. You could be two of the best players, but if you don't have the chemistry and the connection, it makes it so hard. So I think that's, you know, it's super important to notice and to, to talk about with Trevor and um, every partnership is going to have their ups and downs for sure. But I think this is, a, this is actually good timing for you guys moving forward and, you know, it can only go up from here. And sure. like once it clicks, it's going to feel so good. And hopefully, you know, the timing is right. But um, what has been, you know, just with COVID and everything, whether it was during quarantine or right now when you're really struggling and really frustrated, what has been your outlet off the court? You know, when you're, you're not thinking about volleyball, um, what has been your biggest thing that you've done that has kind of de-stressed you, especially like right now when you're kind of, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. What are you doing to, you know, take your nerves off? Um, well, for me right now, it's, it's been difficult because when yeah. times like this come up, you, you want to either relax, like go, you know, whatever party or just get your mind off of it, or you can sink deeper into it. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it don't miss your workout. Like, not like I'm not going to work out tomorrow. I'll catch back up on Monday. Um, you just keep your nose to the grindstone and just keep going and, and know that even though it almost feels like, why am I doing this today? Cause now my, my season just got pushed two months back. Um, mm -hmm. I know from experience that like, when you instead of running away from it and making excuses and you know uh giving myself a break i'm i'm just gonna go through it i'm gonna feel the uncomfortable stuff i'm gonna suck it up for this week or two when it really sucks uh and stay stay on the path because i think in the long run that's that's what's going to serve me best but in terms of getting um my mind off things i have a family now so like the second my daughter runs up to me, I, I can forget about everything. And yeah. that's something that I've, I've prioritized um, 
early on. I, I've set my priorities. I know that family is more important than volleyball. So, I mean, honestly, right after the match, I was couldn't have been more pissed. Uh, but then my daughter came up, and I played with her for a second, and then I went back to being really pissed. But I was actually shocked that there was something that could get my mind off of it in that yeah. moment. And it, I mean, it's family. And um, yeah, so I'm super lucky to have that right now. And I'm just focusing on that while sacrificing a lot as well. I, I decided to, to stop surfing and golfing, which are like my decompression yeah. things. Um, and I, I love doing that stuff. It usually, that's usually how I get my mind off it. And I think it's healthy. But for me, it was like, I broke my hand. I had the autoimmune stuff. I had, you know, all these little things. My back goes out. I, I can't afford to have one more thing that's holding my yeah. team back and holding me back. So I'm just sacrificing uh, pretty much anything that's below that. Besides family, it's like volleyball and career right now just going all in on this goal yeah, and staying um, healthy and yeah. yeah staying healthy exactly and honestly like the last few days i've i mean i heard about tiger woods today and i yeah. heard about someone else who had a really gnarly um run in with covid and i'm like man i just need to be grateful that i'm healthy and that's that's kind of a, a good perspective to take right now absolutely healthy you got family and friends then you're good. Uh, and if you're on a challenging journey, that's challenging to you, you then, I mean, you're lucky. Cause at, at one point I, I had, um, I didn't have anything to challenge me when I had the autoimmune stuff. I, there was nothing to like work towards. So I didn't have anything challenging me, but I felt just as bad as, you know, being in like the thick of it where, where things are getting hard. So um, just keeping things in perspective is important and taking care of your body and, um, priorities. Yeah, I think that's, sure. that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So, you know, my last question for you is what are you most excited for moving forward? I know there's not really a lot on the schedule right now, so it could be volleyball related or not, but you know, with these next couple months leading up to Tokyo, what are you looking forward to most? Hmm. Good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm so all in on this volleyball, on this trying to qualify for the Olympics thing that um, I'm just looking forward to the next step of it. You know, even being in kind of in the dumps right now, I've been here before. That's the beauty of experience. I know I've been here. I know how it works out. And I know that I've gotten to, you know, I've hit my peaks after yeah. things like this have happened. Um, and, and I know that they'll come again. So I guess I'm excited for the next few steps to see how the work that I'm putting in now will, will help me moving forward. But like I said, there's not much else. I mean, I honestly, I'm trying to find a home right now and, uh, I need to buy a car. So those are exciting things. Also things that, I'm, that yeah. swirl around in my head. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to live a boring life right now. Usually I'm like, you know, go somewhere, jump off the cliff and golf and surf and do things. Adventure, right yeah. now I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be boring and just um, focus and go all in on this thing. Yeah. 
That's awesome. It's so exciting. So I'm, I mean, I'm so excited to see how it plays out. Obviously I'm, I'm rooting for you, but you know, I, I loved getting to talk to you and kind of update, you know, get an update for myself because um, I was at, we get Timmy Brewster, you know, you know who that is. He comes in, he sometimes, uh, he used to be kind of more of a practice player, but with COVID now he kind of comes in and just kind of helps around uh, with the team and he's great. And it was cool getting to talk to him. I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing an interview try after this, like, you know, what's going on, fill me in. Cause I, I'm so out of the loop. I haven't been on social media that much. So I'm like, you know, what happened? Like what, you know, what's the point stuff? Cause he knows everything. He's like, yeah. so all into volley. So, and then, you know, obviously I haven't, I didn't talk to Jose at all, but I saw Jose today and he's my coach for my match against Long Beach. I'm super excited to finally work with him, but I didn't even realize that like, you're working with him as well. So he's got a lot on his plate too. It's just, you know, we're all, we're all connected in our own ways, but um, thank you for talking to me and, you know, filling everyone in on your status with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, it clears a a little bit of things up and, um, you know, we'll keep everyone updated. Travis is out there. He's our on field reporter. (laughs) We're going to have a lot of info on of one star, obviously, but he's going to let us know what it feels like to be out in Doha. And then once the four star gets going, we're going to have a, a lot of good intel on that one as well. Yeah. Well, thank you again. That was awesome. awesome. Savvy, thank you for uh, for jumping on with me. It's been fun. This is like our first episode without Travis. I know. This is like my uh, fourth or fifth one. And it's, I mean, it gets more fun every time. I just feel like the more I talk to you guys and get to know you guys, it's so, it's, I mean, I'm so 100% comfortable hopping on with either of you and, you know, just chatting about anything. So I'm, again, so thankful to be here and be a part of this. And now I have these little connections in the volleyball world and I'm, you know, it's, it's so exciting for me. So yeah, no wow. problem at all. Yeah, we love having you. I love the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All right well, thank you. Bye.